just out of here. Yeah, but I'm hungry. Do you know how distracting that is? Yeah, but I just, I figured while you get set up, I would just have a little snack, that's all. Oh, now we get the water to wash it down. Yeah, I'm thirsty. What's ready? up with the Hydro Flasks, anyways? What's up with that? Well, that trend. All right, so. It's just an overly expensive water bottle. It so is, but I have to tell you, I boil water every single day. All right, hold on. It's still warm. It's still warm. It's like a thermos. I like warm water, so I boil it, put it in here, and like it's so soothing to have warm water. Not cold, warm. Remember that time that you were in, I think you were in eighth grade, and you were like, hey, I'm chomping on ice. Remember you had like, you'd fill up in the morning with ice and water, and you had like track. I think it was track, right? Not track. Cross country? Cross country. Same thing. Except there was no track. <laughs> well, it's not track. It's the same thing, except that. <laughs> All right, cross country. Cross country it's means that there's no track actually run on no it, you're no, not running in circles cross country is right you're running on the you're country running, right <laughs> you're running on the country just not on a track yes. anyway i remember you like having ice in here and like telling someone like hey i have ice and it's from this morning They're like no way it's like when the first hydro flask had to come out you know anyway in fact about track and field so, you know Wait, how... Track and field? Yeah, we were just talking about track and field. You mean like, cross country? No, track and field. Okay. So, the schools, you know how some schools have a football or soccer field in the middle? Yes. Of the track? Yes. Those are the schools that call it track and field. Oh. But if you don't have a football field in the middle of your track, they just call it track. Because they don't oh. have a field. They just call it track. But cross country is for the people that... Um, there's no <laughs> there's no track at all. So you're like, oh, you're running through the country. Remember that time when you were in eighth grade and you went to a cross-country meet and you sat on the stone wall? What happened when you went to that said cross-country Oh, man. Cross so, yeah, meet? it was like this big park. And the girls race separate from the boys. So... Well, the girls went first. Me and a couple friends thought it was a good idea to just, like, find the highest point, which was this big stone wall. So we, we climbed all the way up, and we sat, and we just watched. And <laughs> while we sat there, you know, we were just watching the thing. We were watching the girls go before we went, and everything was fine, you know. Everyone was, everyone was jolly and great. But then my friend texted me, like, I don't know, it, might have, it was a few days after, the same friend that sat me on the wall, and he sent me, like, these pictures of his face, like, blown up. Blown. Like, it was puffy, it was, like, red. Oh. And he asked me if I was, like, itchy, and at the time I was, like, my <laughs> legs were just, like... <laughs> and I'm like, why is this kid asking me? Like, how does this kid know? Because at, at the time, I couldn't, I wasn't putting two and two together. 
I was just like, hmm. why? How does this kid know I'm itchy, and why is this kid looking like <laughs> He's psychic? I guess <laughs> like Shrek. You know what I mean? So I was like, how does this kid know? And then he like pointed out how on the stone wall that we might have like sat in poison ivy, and that's exactly what it was. And it was so bad; <sighs> it was all up my legs. And since I've been like scratching it, it was in between my fingers, and it was on my toes, and then some of on my face. It was all over our bodies. And I remember I could not sleep at night. I was I would get up and I would take really really hot showers, and I would like burn my skin. I'm pretty sure we showed no, you. Ever since this then, is... I've always recognized poison ivy because that was that was so difficult to, to get past. I'm pretty sure we had to bring you to the doctors. And, and all I remember is that when I, before I went to sleep, I had two blankets and I would wrap it, two blankets around each leg so I wouldn't scratch. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's actually start the episode because we're ten minutes in. Oh, ten minutes in. That's crazy. So I want to know what's it like getting popped so let's start off with what actually getting popped is so it's just this phrase that me and my dad usually use if we're watching an nfl game on tv i'm a big seattle seahawks fan i have been for years wait a minute you live in new england how does that happen how do you become a seattle seahawks fan and when you live in new england with the patriots um well, I liked Russell Wilson when he started out, and I kind of just stuck with the team he had, and then I just became a Seahawks fan after rooting for him. Um, but anyways, getting back to what getting popped is, it was just, it's like players like Cam Chancellor, the strong safety, he would just, another player on the other team would catch the ball, and then he would just put his whole body into him, and he would just absolutely level him and just blow him up, and he would he would cause an incompletion or a fumble. And me and my dad would just get off off the couch, and it didn't matter. It was just that guy just got popped. He got popped. Popped. So going to football practice this week, you know, I hadn't been able – I haven't been taking hits because we didn't want to get injured, but – our coach is always telling me and these other athletes how we haven't been able to get like hit yet, and he wants to start preparing us for our first game. But it was the I remember it was the last play of practice. I forget what day it was. Sorry, it's my hydro. That is the loudest water bottle in I'm the sorry. nation. It is. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I I was the last play of practice, and we were just we were just scrimmaging. You know, we're not supposed to be tackling, and I remember. I was like, all right, we're just going to do this play, and we're going to get out of here, you know? I was just like, I was I was not, like, done, but I was just expecting to leave. So I, w- I just turned my head for a split second, and this kid on, on offense, I was playing T-Pits at the time, he just came up and just leveled me, and he brought himself down with me, and he landed on top of me, and it was just, <laughs> I knew I knew it as, as I hit the turf. I was just like, oh, my, I, I just got popped. I just got rocked. I just got leveled. I just got drilled. It was just like I. <laughs> How did that feel to be on the other end no, of like? Honestly, it was fun. It was. It, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt at all. It was fun, like, because <laughs> like I'm always, I'm always wanted to have contact. But in like sports like soccer, you're never gonna get that type of contact. Like no, basketball, when I watch you play never, soccer, I'm not the one on the other end. That though. L- sometimes when I watch you play soccer, it's like you. I've known you were always meant to play football, and I know you haven't even played a game yet, and I get that, right? But every time I watch you play soccer, it's like you're playing. It, yeah, you have the build for football. And all the coaches tell me that, and they're like, "How do you, how do you play soccer and tennis with that yeah. body?" Oh, believe me, with your soccer coach, <laughs> I always hear about your build and how 
you know. You can't have a build for multiple sports sometimes. Like It's true. You, can't... you don't have a build for, for basketball. You don't have a build for soccer. But you certainly have a build for football, and which you've never played, which is just even crazier. But yeah, I always so they hear just, about it. Yeah, they just, like, they always say how it's just, like, when they look at me, they just think I've been playing linebacker my entire life. <laughs> yeah. That's They say that, like, exact words. Like, like if I saw you, I'd be like, oh, you've been playing linebacker your entire life. Get out there. So that's so cool, though, that you got popped for the first time, and I'm not even... It was I'm good not because, even like, it was good to just be able to get hit because I know that's, like, probably one of the hardest times I'm going to get hit. I'm not even looking, and then this kid just puts his whole body weight into me. It was the last play of the practice? Yeah, it was, like, the last play of practice. We were just like, all right, last play, you so know? So you didn't expect it? I wasn't expecting it. I was just standing there, you know, like, we're not supposed to be tackling, so I wasn't in, like, heavily pursuit. It was a run play. Yeah. I was, I was kind of just, like, you know, like, jogging over, like... So wait a minute, was this kid a senior, senior. a junior? Senior, oh, he's right. been playing, okay. I think, all four years. So he knew what he was doing. Oh yeah, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't mean to like entirely. He kind of. I don't know. It was fun. It was fun. So in other words, it felt good to get popped. Yes, it did get. It, it felt good to get popped. So, tell me about this. Like, I felt like I was a kernel in the microwave. Oh, no, <laughs> no. We're leaving that in too. No. So. What's it like hitting some of your friends or your friends hitting you? It's like, it's it definitely weird because, like, you don't want to hurt them, you know? It's like, at practice, it's like you don't want to be the person that just injured one of your teammates, you know but what I mean? But that happened this week, though. You you did hurt one of your, like, best friends. Well, it's like, it's football. Like, it, that's not an injury. <laughs> so it's football. I didn't say it was an injury, but... It's football, right, so everything's okay. Let me okay. rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. You don't want to be the person to injure one of your friends. If you get a little boo-boo, right? I mean, it is what it is. Like, obviously, getting hit, like getting tackled to the ground isn't a pleasant feeling. But, like, an injury is just, like, you're unable to play or something's limiting you. So you don't want to be the kid to just, like, go ahead and tackle somebody and, like, mess up their ankle or something like that. Like, getting tackled is... It's going to hurt where you're getting hit, but you're not getting injured. Does that make sense? But it's like you hold back just a little bit because, like, it's not in a game where it's, like, all out. Because I feel like in a game it's more just, like, you don't know these kids. And I know it's, like a, like, a kind of a not really a nice way to think. Just be like, oh, yeah, whatever happens, happens. But, like, at practice I feel like it's just, like, all right, these are, like, my teammates, you know. You don't want to really hurt them, so... When, like, we do start tackling, it's, like, definitely, like, not really, like, a game-like situation. Because, like, I don't feel like anyone really goes full speed at practice. You know what I mean? And then... They hold back. Right. And then when we do tackle, we usually tackle onto, like, padding. Not onto the ground. I mean, we just started this week to, like, tackle kids to the ground. But it's, like... It's not even that. Like, I don't mind bringing someone to the ground. It's just, like, I don't want to, like, put my whole body into them. What makes you want to even tackle someone to the ground? I get you're playing football, right? But, like, you have to have this drive to take someone down in order to do that. Well, when you're signing up for football, it's just, like, kind of a given. Like, you're going to be tackled. You're going to tackle other kids. So, right. So then why did you play anyway? Because you played soccer and you you can't even touch them. 
And now you're playing football and you're literally bringing your friends down. Well, so I try my hardest so I can start on the varsity, right? You, Everyone wants to get to the top. And once you're a varsity football player, you get to cut, cut the lunch line. So that's the ultimate goal. You want you to get your lunch first. You want to sit down. You want to you want to be sit down first because like, sometimes those seats fill up, and you you don't want to be known as a kid that sit, needs to sit next to the trash can for lunch. So speaking of lunch, do the lunch men and women do they give you more? Because when I went to school, the football players got like a second helping of chicken nuggets or whatever. Do you find that they give you more? Because you play football, or do they not even know that you play football? I don't football? even know if they know I play football. Definitely some kids, they're like, hey, Johnny, you know what I mean? Like, they'll be, they'll, they'll give little John an extra heaping of mashed potatoes. Yeah. But, like, for me, I don't, I don't see a difference in my portion size. Uh, but with COVID, you're not, like, wearing your jerseys on Friday because it's a game. Like, I mean, a we, whole might, different... we might, but, like, I don't know. I don't know if we are. I think we might be. So, have you done anything ma- amazing um, this week on the field? Like, was there anything, like, one goal that you really wanted to achieve? And maybe it was to, like, hey, coach, look at me. Or, hey, I'm going to really work on remembering the plays. Like, was there something that you were really trying to accomplish this week? So, yeah, I had a goal. But it's also, there's, a, like, small little things that you want to do. Like, you want to remember... Uh, certain like callouts because on defense, a certain callouts you want to have to remember, and like recognize on the field so to what call you want to have. So definitely pointing out like small things like that, the coaches definitely notice. As well as like not only callouts, but you're supposed to take a read step, which is you're you're supposed to as a linebacker. We're taught to to predict run first, so we always even if it's a pass play, we always take our foot closest to the the line of scrimmage. Wait, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess our inside foot, I guess you could say. And we're supposed to put it forward like we're running in that direction. And if we read pass, then we drop back even after taking that step. But if we read run, then we take that extra step after that to go to the ball. So to do that, to point out like those little things, I'm sure they notice, especially never playing before. So just them seeing that I'm remembering that stuff and doing it, I guess that helps. But I really wanted to get... Like, my first turnover, my first interception on defense. Because whether it was just playing in a scrimmage or just even just a drill, you always want to have your first turnover, especially, like, never playing before. It's just something to be, like, to, like, remember. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not a big deal. Like, we're at practice, you know, it doesn't mean anything. But did you But, like, for me, I, yeah. I, I've been trying the entire practice, or the entire time I've started practicing, I've been trying to get that first interception. <laughs> yeah, it, ever since we started football, it was just kind of that thing that I wanted to do, like knowing that I'm going to be playing defense like a, quite a bit, or at least more than offense, at least I think. I wanted to just get that first turnover, which is a big deal. Like, if, if we were in a game situation, that's a big deal to get an interception. That's the best thing you could do or, or force a fumble or something like that. So when we run our skeletons, the offense usually runs pass plays so we can work on our coverages and our drops and our read steps and our call-outs and all that stuff. Um, it really benefits us when we're doing pass plays or playing against pass plays. 
So the other day I got two interceptions in our on our 15 to 20 minute skeleton drill, I guess you could say. It was just a, a little scrimmage where I would just play defense the entire time with other people. And sometimes other kids would sub out and then I stayed in most of the time. During this specific drill, at least a lot of other drills, I'm so it's subbing out. A skeleton but it's try- It's like a skeleton. It's just like what you mean? line. It's like you line up as if you were in a game. So it's like a skeleton of a game. You're uh, lining up as if you're in a game. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. So he calls it a skeleton. Our coach calls it a skeleton. So, and an inter- if if you don't know what an interception is, it's if the defensive player catches the ball. If the defensive player catches the ball from the quarterback on offense. Then it's the defense's ball, and if the defensive player gets tackled, then the the team's offense of that defense takes over. So you get the ball from where your player intercepted the ball, and a fumble is when you hit a player and they drop the ball on the ground. Not after, not if they didn't catch it. It has to be after a catch or if it's a handoff and the player drops the ball. But since we're not hitting kids, we're not really trying to force fumbles. But I, I got my first interception, my first two in that, and I was I was it, I was excited because it's just a big deal. It's a, it's a big deal to get like your first interception from never playing a sport. It's like it's like when you play soccer, even if it's just like a, a like a small like rec league practice. You know what I mean? To get like your first goal in that practice, it's just like you always remember that. You know what I mean? So your two interceptions, I mean two, you were going for one and you got two. Yeah. I was mean, it the same day or just same, same day, week? Same day. I think it was like three or four days later I got two more. No way. That's awesome. It, it Like it's not that big of a deal, but like for me, for never playing before. For never playing before. Like it was just like. To experience it. Yeah. It's definitely not easy either, like. I know it's just practice. It's not like it's not a game. I'm sure in a game I'll be a lot more excited, but it was a big deal for me at least, you know. Yeah, I got that. But it's not like any memes like deserving of an award or a huge accomplishment, but for to me, it just meant a lot to me, and that obviously varies on different athletes. Yeah, I get that. How's the weather been affecting you or the team? Like, is it? You wouldn't be able to play outside, or is it too cold, too hot, too what? We practice in pretty much every weather, except lightning, I believe. That's good. But with New England weather, like, it's been, like, really, really cold, at least for the first few weeks. It was really cold where I was wearing, like, multiple layers, and it was really tough to fit my shoulder pads over, like, a sweatshirt, a thermal, and maybe even a long sleeve t-shirt and it doesn't really affect you i mean if you're standing still and he's like going over and explaining stuff then you start to like really feel the cold especially the players without gloves i don't know how you can play without gloves in that in that weather because like my my hands still get cold and i still like when i take off my gloves i can't even move it like i can't even reach into my bag to grab my keys it's just but i don't think it really affects affects anyone maybe like mentally but you're used to like playing soccer in the snow yeah i've played i've i've played in a blizzard yeah i've been playing i've played in a blizzard before but recently the weather has been pretty nice where i'm i'm wearing nothing but like a t-shirt and shorts so yeah so i mean i know you can't predict the weather but this um season is in a different time than it normally right place so what are you expecting with that well, I've never played football. I play soccer during that time. 
during so like used the to fall. Playing in like right. I mean, I've never like, like I, ninety degree weather for soccer. Yeah, I mean, maybe not ninety degrees, but definitely warmer weather where it's just like you can wear shorts and a t-shirt comfortably. So you don't think then by football being moved to this time of the year that it's really going to, you know, affect you because you're used to it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I played in all sorts. Of, like, I played soccer year-round. So I played in blizzards. I played in extreme heat. And then all different levels in between that. So it's not like I haven't experienced it before. I definitely haven't played in such cold weather before because this is... I would usually be playing basketball at this time indoors. So I haven't done it in a while because I remember playing in the blizzard during a club team back in middle school for soccer. That's when I played in that blizzard was for that club team. So I, it's been a while, but it's not like I haven't done it before. What's your practice schedule like? You're doing it like three times a week, five times a week. Like what's the... Every, every day except for Sundays. Wow, six days a week. Yeah. Uh... It's right after school, essentially. We end at it, it 2.15, I want to say. This is the end of school. And we start at 3, but, like, we start at 3. So you have to be all, like, there, gear all on, and we're, we're, we're going at 3. So you want to be there, like, 15, 20 minutes before, get your gear on, Use the bathroom, get situated, and then we're going at three. You said you don't practice on Sunday; you practice on Saturday. Saturday, which is Does in that the morning. interfere your with your plans? Or yeah, your so my work schedule, I'm only able to work Saturdays because I have school during the week, obviously. And then you might say, "Oh, you have Sunday, but the business that I work for is closed on Sunday." Uh, so that leaves me with just Saturday to work as of right now. Obviously in the summer, it's a little different. It'll change. Uh, but right now I work for one business and only Saturday. So I work from, I think it, what, 10 to 10 to four. So our practice is pretty early in the morning. So I'm working basically half a day. Uh, I go in at 12 now, so I'm losing two hours, I guess. I guess it's not that bad, but not when you're only working one day a week, it it's kind of a big deal. Now, do you find that practice, like, just as strenuous as the regular week, or do you review rules, or, like... No, it's, it's the same. No, not really. It's basically the same. I don't, I don't really see a difference. I think it's all the same. But the weather is a little different because it's really cold in the morning. Ah. So I'm I'm putting all of these layers on, and then as like time progresses, like the sun starts coming out, and then I'm just like sweating because I have all these layers on. The sun comes out, and then it's like a really nice day out, and then I have to start taking layers off. So, when's your first game? Because I'm thinking, I mean, since we're talking about weather, you've got all this gear. I mean, yeah, you said you played soccer in a blizzard, which I remember that. And they were shoveling the lines just so you could see them. And I know you've played in extreme heat as well, but you didn't have all this heavy gear on you. So this time frame is different for football this year because of COVID. So how do you think that's going to interfere? And I know you've never played football before, but you could potentially have like these really warm days. No? Yeah, I mean... 
I almost use the shoulder pads as like in like a sweatshirt. So in the cold, I know you asked about the heat, but in the cold, I can wear. I realize now that I can probably wear like a thermal, and then I can wear the shoulder pads over it. And then like once I take off the shoulder pads, I'm like, oh, I just took off my sweatshirt. Like it it actually gives you warmth, surprisingly, because you wouldn't think it only covers like your shoulders and like the top half of your body. But like with the jersey over that and stuff, it's almost like two more layers. I. I've only I've been wearing less layers in the cold now because like we have the shoulder pads. Well, in like the first week in conditioning when it was freezing out, we don't have helmets or shoulder pads. But once we got like the shoulder pads and stuff, like I've almost been using it as like another layer, like taking layers off of like taking off a sweatshirt and then putting on the shoulder pads instead and using that as like a replacement sweatshirt. In the heat, it I've definitely been sweating a lot more in the helmet. The helmet, like, really makes you sweat. And after you take it off, your hair is, like, soaked. But I don't, the shoulder pads really don't bother me in the heat. Although we haven't had, like, a really, like, hot day. We've had nice days. We haven't had a hot day yet. I just remember hearing, you know, at the NFL, like, oh, they've got to play, you know, and whatever at Green Bay and or they're playing Green Bay and it's really cold or oh they're going to Miami and it's really hot like they just mention the heat and now or the cold and now you're getting like a little taste of it yeah but like in the NFL and the NFL certain players like if you live in in Green Bay if you live in Green Bay like if you're playing Green Bay you live in Green Bay so you're, you're like you're used to that weather so it's like if you go to play in Miami, then you're not really used to that weather. And some pl- some teams play indoors. Like I know um, New Orleans plays in indoors. Um, I think Atlanta might play in indoors too. So, like they say, like the the tougher teams, the teams that play outside. Mm. You know, and some pl- teams play like in do- in a dome. I think the Rams' new stadium, Los Angeles, plays in a dome now too. But no domes for you, right? No. So tell me, how have you been doing with all of the rules to learn and all the plays? Like, are there sympathetic kids or empathetic kids that are older that help the young kids? Or, yeah, so... Or the new kids? Like, I know the rules. Like, I know the NFL is different from high school, but, like, I've watched enough football to realize, like, what I'm doing. The playbook and, like, the system is different for every team. So I've never, huh. yeah, so I've never played football before. So like some teams, like if they get traded, if a player gets traded, they know the basics of like a play and they can pick that up really quick. But for me, I'm learning like, I play Madden, but like obviously Madden, the video game is a lot different from really doing it. So like I understand the concept of some plays. I've just never done it enough to really realize what I'm doing, what he's trying to do. If that make if that makes sense, it does make sense. So I mean, yeah, there's the kids that really like help, but like even the older kids, there's some seniors that like when he calls a play, it's like, oh yeah, what am I doing? Yeah, like it's it's not easy to pick up. You think, oh yeah, it's just it's like studying for a quiz. It's not like it's you have so many things to remember because it's not just you're not a robot. You're not just lining up in the same spot every time. Because in in high school, you can line up in different hash marks. So you can line up all the way to the right, all the way to the left, right in the middle. And there's a thing called the field size. So if you line up all the way in the right side of the field, what side do you think the field side is? 
if you're lining up all the way on the right side of the field. On the right. No, because there's no field on the right because you're lining up on the right. So the field side is to the left Ah. because there's more field. So if I'm the will linebacker, which stands for weak, W for will, W for weak. So I'm on the weak side. We have the tiger, which is just the strong side linebacker. So the strong side will line up on the side of a tight end. So if there's a tight end, which I'm not even going to get into all this because it's not easy to learn. If there's a tight end lining up, he wants the tiger on that side. And the weak side linebacker will play on the weak side of the field. So if a team does run to the weak side, then the weak side linebacker is going to be there. So usually the strong side linebacker is on the field side. It, it, it's different. You're not going to line up in the same spot every single time. Mm. You're going to line He wants us lining up on inside leverage. Which is on the you're lining up on the inside of the receiver, so you, you're going to give them more field to the outside while you're lining up on the inside. So you're not lining up straight in front of them; you're lining up a little bit on the inside, so they can't go inside of you. So the, you're not lining up on the same side. So if there's no receiver there, you might be lining up a little bit farther in because there's no receiver out there to guard. It all depends where people are lining up, what play is called, where like how far over so it's like you're not lining up on the same side so that's really like difficult to like pick up sometimes because you're when a team calls a play and they go break and they come out you have to realize where you're supposed to line up in that in that split few seconds of time you know what i mean because they come out get in a play and then get in the formation and before they're about to snap it you're supposed to know where to go you're supposed to call out because my position requires call outs and depending on what you call out, you might have to call out something else off of that call out. So you're building on like your different call outs. You have to realize where you have to be. Um, Speaking of that, realizing where you have to be, how did your coach help you since you were new to realize where you were supposed to be? So he was my basketball coach, as we mentioned before, my freshman year. So for me, he'll put stuff into basketball terms for me. How so? What do you mean? So he puts it into basketball terms for us. So if this is a reverse, it's almost like if he's... It's really tough to explain because I can't remember the exact scenarios where he does this. But it's almost like he tells me, like, when I drop back into coverage, if I don't run the right way, because if you have to... If you're running back in coverage, you're watching the quarterback, you're watching the receiver you're on or the tight end and you're dropping back into your zone if you're playing a zone coverage. So he tells me, like, oh, you're not supposed to be, like, crossing your feet like that. Think of it as you're getting back on defense on a fast break in basketball. So you need to see the point guard or the the player with the ball. You need to see your man if you're playing man-to-man, and then you want to open your hips, and then you want to run that way back. You know what I mean? So He does that just for you. Right, he does that just just for me That's so amazing. I can learn. Yeah, That's it is. amazing. He... He, 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 the last practice on Saturday, he was putting certain guys where that he thinks our strengths are. So he, if he has a like, for the slower, like more not as athletic, maybe not even that, just not even as fast. Right. Let's say he might have them cheat a little bit over because he knows they're not gonna be able to get there. Yeah. The faster kids, he might have a little more, like on the inside, mm-hmm. like on defense, in certain positions because he knows that like this is a fast kid he can get to one side if he's in the middle right 
but if he wants a guy to cheat on a certain side to help like help out another player, he might have them like cheat a little bit because he knows they're not as fast. Or he wants their our biggest like defensive end on their biggest tackle or whatever, on their biggest offensive tackle. So he puts our skill set into what position we need to be. This so, is pretty amazing. Yeah, so if he, he the re, one of the reasons I'm the will linebacker, the weak side linebacker, is he wants me to, like, he has he sees me as, like, a tackler, and he sees me tackling a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Right. So, like, he puts our, he puts our strengths to, to our different positions. Mm-hmm. And not even, like, positions, it's just like how much we're going to play, where we're going to be playing. So I was told, this is what my playing time is going to be like, if the other team has the ball on their own one to their 50-yard line, then I'm going to be on the field. Mm-hmm. But once they pass the mid, the middle mm-hmm. of the field, the 50-yard line, and they're on our field, I'm going to get subbed out. So he says he wants everyone to get experience. So he's not just going to play his two best outside linebackers the entire time. Right. Because let's say someone gets injured, he's going to tell us to like go in, and we're going to have zero experience. We're not right. going to know what to do. And then he says, we're screwed. Right. Because we don't have that experience. Right. We've never been out there. We've never been able to adjust. But from just being out there on that, like, small yardage, well, that's a decent, it's a decent yardage. I think I think that's pretty good to, to just, like, adjust to that. And he says he doesn't know, like, who's going to perform. He's He said he's going to put the best players that perform the best together. And he doesn't know who that's going to be yet. So after watching, then he'll really decide where he's going to put us. But just based off of the knowledge he has now and just watching his practice, he's going to do that for us now. Is just line up, line us up that way and have us sub out that way. So how is he going to figure that out? Because right now you're playing each other, so it's hard to tell. Right. So is he going to wait for a scrimmage first or the first game? Right, the, or... first, the first scrimmage. So When's the sc- that? Scrimmage is next Saturday. We're recording this on a Sunday. Every Sunday. Yeah, every Sunday. So six days from now, right? Yep. So I'm not gonna be able to work. Yep. Not gonna be able to work. I think I believe it's a way, a way game. Uh. Are you? I mean, you gotta be nervous. I mean, I know you want to say like, yeah, I'm not, but I mean. You've never played football. Right. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to expect because obviously we I haven't been, like, actively tackled before. Right. And, like, I haven't been actively tackling either. Like, we'll have, like, set drills where it's just, like, you run up and tackle a kid. But how do you tackle when they're coming at you, like, full force with the ball, like a running back? And you have to, like, pursue them at, like, an angle, you know? And I feel like the tackling that we do is, like, a safe way to tackle but it's not how you're going to tackle every time. So are you worried about getting injured or no? Oh, I don't care about getting injured. I don't care. I'm going to go right, all Right, but, but don't you plan on playing tennis after this? I do. That, I, that That's what worries me the most about getting yeah. injured. Like, if I didn't have a sport after this, I'd be like, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you have months before soccer starts. Right. If you got injured. But, like, the thing is, if I, like, tear my ACL, <sighs> I can't play soccer. So. What does your coach say about injuries? Does he say like be smart or, I mean, I'm sure well, he's, he's seen just them it's all. gonna happen. Like it's gonna happen. No one, no, not our entire team isn't gonna get through the entire season, perfectly healthy. You know. Then why would you play? Why would you do this then? Because it's something that I've always wanted to do, and that's what I enjoy doing. 
and if it means getting hurt, everything comes with risks. You know, it's just take this for an example. You want a really cool picture, and you go out into the middle of a lake when it's frozen. Right? You want a cool picture on the ice, but you know that risk that you That's could possibly you fall in. That's what you did. What? You went into the middle of a lake to take a picture. And this is, is a high. This is completely high. I don't hypothetical. think it's hypothetical because that's what happened today. Tell um. No, I'm just gonna say it like it is. Your girlfriend today sent me a picture. You wanted to go hiking. You wanted to go do something. Right. Be COVID safe. Social distancing. Social distancing. Hiking. Right. Hiking. You're right. So. Masks on. So we said to you, be safe. Be safe. Yeah. Your girlfriend sends a picture of you in the middle of a pond on the ice. And you were running back, like, oh, look at me. I'm going to jump over the bank onto land. And instead of jumping, your foot falls through the okay. ice. So I kn- And you land inside the Yeah, cold like my entire water. body, yeah. bottom half of my body was in the water. Yeah. I made sure she recorded it because I oh, what? knew. To see you drown? That's I, not even funny. Because I knew I wasn't going to make what? it. What? So everything takes is risk. That hey, this is a risk. Listen you know. to this. Listen to this. <laughs> no, it's not so even funny. That, the little and she like she sent it to me, that ruined my day. The little like noises is my feet like running like okay here we go I'm gonna make it and then it goes and that's like me like br- right. the ice breaking in like the water yeah. me splashing. Because-